What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Today is Monday, May 4th, 2020. So may the force be with you always, Star Wars fans. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, a fellow Star Wars fan, and I'm happy to be with you here, as always, talking some Penn State football. We have some fun conversation pieces to get into in today's episode, including some of the latest developments on the Penn State recruiting trail for that class of 2021, and a look back at that 1987 Fiesta Bowl rebroadcast that so many people got a chance to enjoy over the weekend. We'll also throw in some KJ Hamler discussion as he moves forward with his NFL career in the third segment of today's episode. I want to make sure you never miss a single episode of this podcast, so make sure right now you are subscribed and rating and reviewing on all your favorite podcasting apps such as iTunes and Spotify. You can follow us along on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Send us your questions and comments at any time there. You can also like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And don't forget to check out our Instagram page at Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Without any further ado, guys, let's go ahead and get started. Despite a little bit of a slow start, Penn State's class of 2021 does continue to be putting together a pretty nice class. As we've said on multiple occasions over the course of the last month or so, Penn State seems to be adding some good quality pieces that are going to have some good potential to develop into something pretty competitive on the football field as far as the offense is concerned. Still looking to add some defensive pieces in this current recruiting cycle, but there's no mistaking the fact that Penn State has some good talent coming in as far as this class of 2021 is concerned, assuming that everybody does stick together and follows through on their commitment, which is always kind of a guessing game. You never want to say anything's finalized until those national letters of intent have been submitted. But in recent days, Penn State has added a four-star pro-style quarterback with Christian Valu out of Maryland committing to Penn State in a recruiting battle that seemed to come down to Penn State and Clemson. And of course, anytime you win a recruiting battle for a four-star quarterback against Clemson, the program that has won a couple national titles in recent years and continues to be one of the national championship favorites going into the upcoming season, that's always going to be a good quality victory for any program. So that's something that Penn State can certainly take pride in. Now, this is going to be another quarterback that could potentially be the guy in coming years. And again, Penn State's quarterback depth does seem to have some good talent and skill already assembled there in Happy Valley. So uh, obviously looking down the line, when 2021 comes around, uh, Christian Ballou, we'll see how he fits into the equation in the years to come. But again, a big recruiting victory. You get a guy that could have gone to Clemson. Uh, that's a major victory for James Franklin and his staff. Now Duke, I think, was another team that was said to be in the running, but the Duke uh, Blue Devils committed, uh, got a commitment from another quarterback recently. So it did come down to what seemed to be Penn State and Clemson. And Penn State seemed to have have a, a pretty good track on him for a little bit. So that's a really good sign for where Penn State is going. Uh, again, another good quality addition on the offensive side of the football. And of course, it's the most important position because if you don't have a quarterback that can throw the football, uh, you're going to have some issues <laughs> down the line. So certainly having a nice little talented four-star quarterback coming in uh, with a pro-style mindset, but also provide some mobility as well when needed, that's going to offer up some flexibility down the road. So very interesting addition for Penn State's recruiting class of 2021. Again, another, another good offensive piece 
for that recruiting class. So you're starting to see that uh, offensive side of the football really start to fill in with some key positions here in this current recruiting cycle. Another addition to the class of 2021 comes in the form of kicker, and I'm, I know I'm going to butcher this last name, and I apologize, uh, Sander Sahayadik out of Bethlehem. He's not rated on the 24-7 composite rankings because they don't typically rank a lot of kickers, but he is rated as one of the top kickers, a five-star prospect, according to Cole's Kicking, which is a service that really focuses on the specialists out there. So uh, that looks like a really good addition. I've, I've seen the video of him kicking a 53-yard field goal. You, know, you don't get that a lot out of high school. So obviously a strong leg. Uh, I assume the accuracy is there as well. I, again, I don't really break down high school kicking prospects, but I can go by what I see and what others are saying in the recruiting world. And it does seem like Penn State's got a pretty good kicking solution in the years to come because they will be needing a kicker uh, in the coming years. So it does look as though they're addressing some holes or and potential holes down the line uh, through this recruiting cycle. Again, do need to see some work on the defensive side of the football. I'm not too concerned right now. Penn State does have a good class still coming together. And I think it's interesting right now because the way that the recruiting world has kind of been put on ice with a lot of the stuff that's been going on with the COVID-19, it does seem though it's going to be a little bit of a challenge perhaps to win over some recruiting battles and maybe some of these recruiting decisions will be made later on down the line, hopefully when we get back to a little bit more of a normal routine whatever that's going to be, whenever that's going to be. But it does seem as though Penn State does continue to do some work in pulling together a pretty solid-looking class. Again, the latest rankings, as I'm recording this, according to 24-7, have Penn State ranked as the number 16 overall recruiting class in the country. So I think that's actually down a couple spots from where it was. I, I don't remember the last time we updated it if they had been a slightly higher but again, a number 16 ranking right now, considering they only have nine, I think 10 recruits or commitments on the board right now, that's not a bad indication. You know, certainly a top 20 recruiting class is always going to be uh, very promising because you're bringing in some good talented players. Uh, we all know that there is a significant gap between Penn State and pretty much everybody else in the Big Ten and the top team on the board, which is Ohio State. But you're starting to see Penn State still kind of hoping to work their way up as far as the Big Ten recruiting rankings are concerned. And I still think that that will come. The rankings that I'm looking at right now have Penn State ranked seventh in the Big Ten, just behind Wisconsin. Maryland is ahead of them at number five. Uh, Michigan at number four. Minnesota at number three. And Iowa at number two. Uh, the, I guess the development there is uh, Penn State has officially passed Rutgers, who, which was also a pretty good start under Greg Schiano. Uh, but again, I do think that Penn State's recruiting class, when it does get to a final point, uh, is going to move up a few more spots in as far as the Big Ten rankings are concerned. So no no reason to suggest otherwise. You know, uh, being outranked in the recruiting rankings by Maryland and Minnesota and Iowa probably would be a surprise, although I'm not going to take anything away from what P.J. Flex is doing in Minnesota. He certainly has uh, some good talent coming together with that program. Uh, Iowa doesn't typically draw in a lot of high-star players, so I do think that Iowa will eventually uh, fall down the rankings as other recruiting classes come together, including Michigan and, uh, of course, at Penn State. So things are looking pretty good as far as Penn State recruiting is concerned. No real reason to be too uh, upset about the latest developments. Things are continuing to trend in a very positive direction, I think, for the Nittany Lions. 
Real quick, let me talk to you guys about Built Bars. Now, if you're like me, you've tried so many different brands of protein bars and protein shakes over the years, just trying to find the right thing to get you from point A to point B throughout your day. Well, maybe you've tried those and they're a little bland and you kind of wish you just had like a regular chocolate bar that you would get at the grocery store on your way out of the checkout lane. Well, that's where Built Bars come in to save your day because they are protein bars that taste just like a candy bar. They're soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they have so many different flavors to choose from. There's eight chocolate nut flavor combinations and eight chocolate and nut free flavor combinations. Just the other day, I had the mint brownie. They are low calorie, low sugar, but high protein and high fiber really did the trick for me. 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, and there are so many different options to choose from that you're going to be satisfied in a number of ways with Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get $10 off your first order. So again, use the promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Let's be honest, going through this time of year without the NBA playoffs, without the NHL playoffs, and of course without the Major League Baseball's regular season, we're finding a lot of empty airtime on a lot of these sports networks. Now, fortunately, a lot of these networks have been going through their video archives and showing off some of the games from years past that have really captured a lot of memories for a lot of people. And, you know, ESPN's been doing a pretty good job of that. I know NBC Sports Network's doing it. And, of course, the Big Ten Network always has a, an archive of games that they can show off as well. One of the recent games that NBC Sports Network showed was that 1987 Fiesta Bowl. So over the weekend, I didn't get a chance to watch it myself, but I know a lot of people on my timeline and maybe some of you guys listening to this podcast did sit back and enjoy re-watching that 1987 Fiesta Bowl. Or maybe you were watching it for the first time, depending on how old you are. So like I said, I didn't watch the rebroadcast, but it was kind of cool to see so many people following along and interacting along with the game as it was being re-shown on the TV screen over the weekend. And it's it's pretty cool because that is one of the seminal moments in Penn State football history. You know, For my money, I would say that that 1987 national title game not not quite a national title game, officially speaking, because we didn't get that year until years later. But it was a de facto national championship game between number one and number two. And the fact that Penn State was such a heavy underdog and they were scrappy and they had to claw their way to uh, a victory against an, a team that seemed to be unbeatable. Uh, certainly going to go down in history books as one of the, the best games, certainly in Penn State football history and arguably Fiesta Bowl history. Now, Fiesta Bowl has had some really good games over the years since then, but that was a game that helped put the Fiesta Bowl on the map the way that it is today. So there's a lot of importance with that game, and that's not just from a Penn State standpoint. That's, uh, that really helped make the Fiesta Bowl the event that it has become. And, of course, we've seen so many great moments in that Fiesta Bowl. Uh, again, Ohio State's victory against Miami in the BCS National Championship. Boise State pulling the Okie doke on Oklahoma. And, of course, Penn State was recently in a Fiesta Bowl taking care of Washington. Well, not quite a classic game, but it was nonetheless. Uh, Penn State's got some good history in the Fiesta Bowl, to say the least. And, of course, none more important than that victory against the Miami Hurricanes. I'm not going to go back and re kind of recapture the, the, the drama leading up to the game and certainly breaking down that game, but it is kind of cool to look back and see where you were or how you first experienced certain moments throughout any team's history. So the first time I got a chance to watch that 1987 Fiesta Bowl, chances are I probably watched it as a kid or at least in part, but I wasn't really a sports fan at that point in my life. I was, what, six years old when that game was played? Uh, maybe, I guess, uh, like yeah, I guess I was six years old 
when the game was played five years old, actually, because I would turn six later on in that year. So I didn't really have any understanding of what I may have been watching. If I was watching it all, it's possible I was in bed. I have no idea. (laughs) But uh, years later, uh, once I became more of a sports fan and kind of understood what I was watching and I was really gaining an interest in the teams that I started following, this is like early to mid 90s, uh, I became, you know, somebody who wanted to learn a little bit more about the program. So one time, I don't remember exactly when it was or how it came about, but my dad and I decided that we were going to watch the 1987 Fiesta. And, you know, my dad probably suggested the idea and I probably just went along with it. Uh, but he wanted to show me one of the top moments in Penn State history because I was becoming somebody who was following Penn State football. So one night he popped in the VCR uh, the old VCR where the deck actually pops up from the, the unit and you have to slide the tape in and then push the deck down into the uh, the console. And that's how old our VCR was at the time. Uh, and again, VCR is old in itself, but it, this is uh, these, these were ancient technology times we were talking about. Right. But he he had the game taped off of the TV. Uh, he had two games that were taped off of TV, the the Sugar Bowl against Georgia and the Fiesta Bowl against Miami. And later I would watch that uh, Georgia National Championship game in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, But the the game against Miami is the one that really stands out because I could see my dad was reliving the game and kind of setting me up for things that were going to be coming very soon and kind of just kind of teaching me along the way. And it was pretty cool experience to be able to watch a game that, you know, obviously my dad being a big Penn State fan, it was a very big moment for him as a fan. And he was finally getting a chance to kind of relive it himself probably for the first time in years and getting to see and educate me along the way. Uh, in watching it and bringing it down from his point of view. So it was pretty cool to be able to get a chance to witness that. And I'm kind of curious how many games people have on VHS still. (laughs) And you you can go onto YouTube and you can find a good handful of games. I know I have, and we're going to be rewatching a couple of them very soon. I I know I keep teasing this uh, on various um, uh, times on the podcast but we are going to be re-watching some classic games very soon on our twitch feed once i get that up and running i just know i'm still lagging behind on that but i'm going to make that a big push this week to kind of get the twitch channel up and running but uh, i am going to uh, go through some of the games that we're going to be watching on the upcoming twitch schedule and we'll put together a schedule to rewatch some of these games so always feel free to recommend what games you would like to rewatch. i've got some good ones i think uh, lined up but it is kind of cool to go back and think about how many games you probably taped off of a VHS or maybe you still have something saved on your DVR. Does anybody still have the the uh, the Ohio State uh, game from a few years ago where they blocked the kick, the, the block the field goal and return there for a touchdown? I know there's somebody out there who still has that game on their DVR from the night that that game was played. Or maybe you've caught the rebroadcast of it and you're not going to delete it off your DVR. Maybe you're keeping cable just to keep it on your DVR. I don't know. But let me know, guys, how many games you have uh, in your collection. Do you still save games in some form or me- medium? Are you somebody who saves every game, win or lose, in whatever way you save and archive games? I would love to hear from you guys. Let me know. Show off your video collection in whatever way you want. Show us a photo of all the VHS tapes. Maybe you've got them on DVDs. Maybe you've transferred them to DVDs. I would love to see what kind of video collection you have of all the Penn State games in your collection or maybe some other teams as well. So let me know if you have any video collections that you want to show off. You can tweet them to us at LockedOnDittany and we'll retweet them too. 
It was officially announced over the weekend that now former Penn State wide receiver K.J. Hamler is going to be featured in ESPN's program, Hey Rookie, Welcome to the NFL. It's ESPN's look at how a handful of players that have recently been drafted by NFL teams are going to begin making that transition to the professional level. So he is going to be a part of the mix for this year's group of players featured on the program. He's going to be joined by his new teammate with the Denver Broncos. That's Alabama wide receiver Jerry Judy. He'll uh, Georgia offensive lineman Andrew Thomas. Auburn defensive tackle Derek Brown will also be a part of this year's program, highlighting some of the NFL rookies to be. Uh, he's actually the sixth Penn State player in the last seven years to be a part of this program. So Penn State's starting to have a little bit of a connection with one of these series put together by ESPN. He's uh, been preceded by Trace McSorley last year, Saquon Barkley the year before that, uh, Christian Hackenberg back in 2016, and Adrian Amos in 2015, along with John Urschel in 2014. So there's been a nice little string of Penn State football players being featured on this ESPN program almost on an annual basis. Not every year, but pretty darn close the way that things have been going so far, really since James Franklin came over from Vanderbilt as the head coach of Penn State. So that's always a good sign. And I think a program like this is always something uh, pretty good to have in your recruiting arsenal. Uh, you know, if you're James Franklin, you get a chance to showcase some of the players that you're sending off to the NFL that have been drafted and are making that transition to the NFL. And we'll see what kind of comments come out of that. We'll, you know, can you get some insight on how these players uh, got to the point that they are right now? So that's always uh, it's always a positive, I think, as far as a program is concerned. So you certainly see the other programs that have players going through this and to see Penn State in that mix. It's always encouraging to see what kind of company you're sending players to be in. So that's a pretty cool thing. And so that's going to begin uh, tonight, Monday, May 4th at 7 p.m. on ESPN. So if you're listening to this podcast in time, set your DVR. You can check out KJ Hamler on ESPN tonight. Speaking of KJ Hamler, I want to just put out there real quick that you may want to check out Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Broncos podcast, where I'm going to be a guest. And for one segment, we're going to talk about KJ Hamler with the guys over at Locked On Broncos, uh, the Denver Broncos podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, we've got every team covered, so you might want to find the podcast for your favorite teams and see what we have to say. So a lot of uh, NFL shows right now are reaching out to some of our college hosts and inviting us on to kind of comment on some of the players that are going off to these various NFL teams. So I was very happy to be invited onto the Locked On Broncos podcast. So you can check that out on Wednesday. We're going to record on Tuesday and I'll try shed some light on KJ Hamler and what the Denver Broncos are getting him. And <laughs> I said before, I really like the combination that the Broncos are bringing in with KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy. I think, you know, certainly they've got speed. And as far as that new wide receiver position is concerned between Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, and that's going to be a pretty fun combo, I think, for the next few years with the Denver Broncos. As long as they've got the quarterback lockdown, I think that that's going to be a pretty interesting spot to be in. Looking forward to next year's NFL draft, though, we're already seeing that Micah Parsons is going to be one of the favorites to be one of the first defensive players off the board. Uh, I know Matt Miller of, of Bleacher Report has already been scouting Micah Parsons. Uh, on Sunday, he tweeted, up watching a thunderstorm roll in and getting my initial notes done on Micah Parsons from Penn State. 
best way to start the day. I'm sure he had a pretty good day uh, evaluating Michael Parsons' film. Now, all you got to do is go back to last year. Really, just look at the bowl game. <laughs> look at that Cotton Bowl performance against uh, Memphis, and Michael Parsons is everywhere. So uh, he's going into next season. He's not going to be the number one draft pick because uh, there's a quarterback at Clemson that's got a pretty good chance to be that guy. Uh, Justin Fields at Ohio State might have a pretty good chance to be going early as well. But we all know as far as defense is concerned, Micah Parsons has become the player that people are going to be talking about, at least going into next year. I'm sure, you know, there's going to be some other defensive players that are certainly worth uh, discussing as well. But Micah Parsons has already been skyrocketing his way up the NFL big boards, especially as far as defensive players are concerned. So if I look at the, the odds for next year's NFL draft, uh, there's a very good chance that he is going to be one of the first players off the board. And that's the way that the, the betting odds have him right now. He is the favorite uh, to be the first defensive player off the board, according to one of the sports books that recently sent me their numbers. And unfortunately, as I went to go ahead and record this episode, I realized that I didn't have that email anymore that had all the numbers. But I know for a fact Michael Parsons was the favorite to be the first defensive player selected in the 2021 NFL draft. Now, one interesting point uh, I want to bring up real quick before we uh, wrap up this episode is if the college football season is adjusted in any way, and if for whatever reason we do see college football being played in the spring, I would be very curious to see how that's going to impact a lot of the top players that could potentially be in that 2021 NFL draft. We all know that there's already been some national calmness and uh, talking heads that have suggested that some of the top players in college football should sit out a full season. <laughs> I never buy into that, but if this season is being played in the spring, I start to entertain the idea just a little bit more. Again, I'll worry about this if we actually get to that point in time where the college football season is moved from the fall to the spring, but it would be a fascinating scenario to see play out. You know, would some of the top players just sit out a college football season with the draft really potentially weeks away <laughs> from happening in April if everything stayed on schedule? But again, we'll worry about that when we have to worry about it because right now it's not a concern. Michael Parsons is still going to be on the field for Penn State. There's no reason to suggest otherwise. And until anything changes as far as the season's concerned, we're going to move ahead planning as though the college football season is going to be played as it's currently scheduled. I do think that we may see some adjustments. I don't know for a fact that things are going to happen one way or the other. We're just going to react to it as we need to. So for right now, we'll plan moving forward as far as the season is going to be played as it's currently scheduled, and uh, we'll make adjustments on the fly if we need to. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Before I go, I want to let you guys know Empire Strikes Back, followed by A New Hope, followed by Revenge of the Sith, followed by Return of the Jedi, followed by Rogue One, followed by The Force Awakens, followed by Solo, followed by Attack of the Clones, followed by Phantom Menace, followed by Rise of Skywalker, followed by The Last Jedi. That's my order. I'm sticking to it, at least for now. You can try to convince me otherwise, but I will not entertain any debate on this conversation. That's my order. Or you can just go ahead and watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat on this Star Wars day, go ahead and enjoy some Star Wars today. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast on all the major podcasting apps such as iTunes and Spotify. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. We'll have that Twitch channel up and running, I think, later this week. So stay tuned for that. 
And one last time, I'm Kevin McGuire. Give me a follow on Twitter, at KevinOnCFB. Always talking some college football there. And I'll be sure to share some other content with you guys as well. I've got some contributions on AthlonSports.com to go ahead and check out. And we'll have some more things coming up in the pipeline very soon. Thanks once again for listening. Go out and enjoy your day. Have a good day. Get your week started on the right foot. Go 1-0 today. We'll be back later this week to talk some more Penn State football with you right here on Locked On Nittany Lines. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you later.